what was the most challenging thing that happened in the last three days? I guess uh, something challenging for me has been learning how to not just handle people, but, you know, I've come from a side of I, I shy away from conflict. So I usually approach it differently. If there's conflict, I usually let it simmer, come back to somebody. And I'm starting to learn now that it's all right to have conflict, that conflict's actually good. It's just how do you do it? And so a lot of people do it in bad ways that, you know, get that negative connotation around it. But I've started to learn, you know, I'm an AFM and I'm trying to be training to be a superintendent. And it just the nature of the beast of being in the field. I have to have a little bit of conflict with people. And I'm learning now trying to learn how to schedule and walk the job and picture it in my head. And that's been the most challenging thing for me because I'm still, you know, you don't know what you don't know. I can't. I can't picture like a senior superintendent can walk a job. Okay, it's going to take these guys, the ductwork guys, five days to finish the floor. Like, I, I can't picture that yet. But that's the most challenging thing for me right now because I'm getting pushed to, okay, as I'm walking and doing my daily report every day, what are the subs doing every day? How many guys did it take? How long did it take? Um, but there's a constraint that popped up. A lot of construction stuff, but uh, in the in that time too, it's just dealing with with people and how do you how do you motivate them? How do you lead them? Um, I think that, that's, that's my answer. Oh, thank you, Davis. Now, Walker, the pressure's on. The bar has been set uh, by Davis. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go off of that. I'll go from the PM side of things. You're in the field. I'm in the office. Uh, you know, for me, I'd say a challenging thing is having two experienced guys on your PM team because uh, I'm, I'm doing process, so that's a lot different than anything I've ever done. So that's dealing with pumps and tanks and valves and pipes and everything else that makes uh in this case alcohol but it makes a, a product uh and wait is this so, alcohol that we consume or is it alcohol i clean yeah my... alcohol that we consume okay. manufacturing facility um i can't say who it is but manufacturing facility and uh so i don't i came from concrete from you know rebar and wood and everything else right. and this is a whole different world it's like world of engineering and design and having to speak different people's languages so i'm having to learn a whole new language pretty much uh and so for me it's the balance of how much do i try to go out there and go ahead and try to get ahead on some things because i don't know it as well so like i, I have to balance between i want to go ahead and start doing this and try to get ahead and, and like try to account for it but if I, I could spend hours doing it and just get it completely wrong because I don't know what, like David said, I don't know what I don't know in this case. So it's a balance of, you know, asking questions and having to ask for help and also just going out there and trying it and not being afraid to mess it up and just finding the, the equilibrium between all those. And so far I think I've done okay with it, but you know, there's definitely days where you, you mess some things up like an owner billing or a, because you don't know the, the equipment as well, and you're like, well, I think this costs this much, and you know, just kind of figuring out everything else. So it's it's a uh, that's been fun. It's kind of a good challenge to have every day. Buckle up, everybody. This is a podcast with three people. Yeehaw. We don't know what we don't know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's true. Fact of life.
Welcome to the EBFC Show, the easier, better, for construction podcast. I'm your host, Felipe Engineer Manriquez. This show is all about the business of construction. Today's episode is sponsored by Bosch Refine My Site is a cloud-based construction collaboration platform that applies lean principles to enable your entire team to plan, communicate, and execute in real time. It's the digital tool that works in tandem with your last planner system process and puts it all together in one simple, collaborative ecosystem system. This easy-to-use platform is available in English, German, Spanish, Portuguese, and French and can be used on desktops, tablets, and mobile devices. According to Spencer Easton, Scheduling Manager at Oakland Construction, Refine My Site, in my opinion, is the best, leanest tool on the market for the last planet. Here's what our users have to say. We've looked at three other digital scheduling platforms and none compare to the straightforward approach RefineMySite takes. From milestone planning all the way down to daily tasks, this program gives every general contractor and their trade partners meaningful collaboration, accountability, and KPIs. Register today to try RefineMySite for free for 60 days. Today's show is also sponsored by the Lean Construction Institute. LCI is working to lead the building industry in transforming its practices and culture. Its vision is to create a healthy and thriving industry that delivers outstanding project outcomes every time for everyone. Check the show notes for more information. Now, to the show. Welcome to the BFC Show. Welcome, Davis and Walker. Thanks for letting us get to have this platform, awesome. get to talk to you. Uh, uh, we, guys... The Lane Foundation podcast is going to get to have Felipe coming out actually this Monday. So what day is that? That would be the, the 7th? What? Yeah, there oh, you go. Oh, there the 7th. It's coming. And so, Felipe, you're coming out on our podcast, and we appreciate the time you spent with us. But, man, we're excited just to hang out with you a little bit more. I'm excited, too. I'm going to give my podcast interview on the Lane Foundation's podcast to my wife as an early Valentine's Day present. <laughs> She's going to love it. She's going to appreciate that. She's going to appreciate it. It's better than – I think I had uh, – Three Home Depot trips in a row where for Valentine's I had to buy a sump pump, like three, three different projects. And uh, maybe it was only two times, but it feels like it was three times. But, happy Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's right. Day. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day, honey. Flooded, we're we're going to the Home basement. Depot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Both Davis and Walker are amazing human beings. And they are charging up so many people coming inside of the construction industry that are just getting started already in and some of you thinking about retiring after you listen to them on laying foundations podcast you're like i'm not going to retire construction has so many new bright sunny days ahead of it let's go highly recommend you all check out the laying foundations podcast not just because i'm on it because it's actually a great show and these two do a really good job of bringing forward new excitement and energy to the construction industry from a unique perspective you got one from the office and one from the field, you're going to be able to figure out if you're paying attention, which one is which already. And I want to just say, check the show notes for links to their podcast. We'll make that available for everybody. So let's start off the show. Gentlemen, who's going to fight for introducing themselves first? Go for it, Davis. <laughs> he pointed to, he pointed the totally the wrong way. So we'll have to mirror that and point it that way. <laughs> Well, I thought this was the right way. I guess it's it not, worked but... for it's the right way for me. Oh, it's the right I way for you. Perfect. Right way for you. Point. <laughs> Trust your gut, Davis. 
That's right. That's he right. pointed to you, Walker, guys, so you got to take it. I said, I said it first, though, so it's Davis' oh, turn. Oh. All right, we'll go. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> guys, I, I'm Davis Hambrick. I'm the co-host of the Lane Foundation's podcast, and my friend over there, Walker Lott, is also the co-host. Uh, a little bit about us. Well, I guess a little bit about me. I work for Brassfield and Gorey. I'm an assistant field manager, and really all that means is i got to earn it every day. got to earn the right to speak to the, the trade partners on our job and the superintendents in, in the field and um, just try to approach it in a way that is really humility-based. I've known from internships and uh, a few years ago where I, I used to walk in a life where I thought I knew everything, and uh, you get humbled very quickly, uh, just in life but also in construction in general. But I learned very quickly that I don't know what I don't know, and I have no problem with admitting that I don't know. Teach me. Show me how to do it. Um, I want to learn from you, especially the trade partners. You know, Felipe, that's a real – you're going to get to see that. That's a real um, passion of mine. I, I love the guys that go out there and literally just risk it all to, to get it done every day. They get to install the work. Man, just some of the, the best guys around. But um, I graduated from, from Auburn Building Science Program in December and kind of backtracking there. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. So um, just kind of two hours outside of Birmingham is Auburn, and that's where I got to meet Walker. And Walker, I mean, take it from there, buddy. Hold on a second. Yeah. Did you just graduate like this December, like two months ago? No, December of 2020. <laughs> I was like, wow. I graduated in August, so. <laughs> oh, you just graduated in August of last, last year? Last August, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, congratulations. Hey, Davis, congratulations anyway. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and that was a great intro, too. All right, Walker, you on deck. Take it away. My name is Walker Lott. Like David said, I'm the co-host of the Laying Foundations podcast. I get the opportunity and the privilege to do it with Davis every week. And uh, I don't know, man. I think we have 50 episodes now, which is pretty incredible. We started over a year ago, uh, which is wild that it's been that long. But, yeah, like Davis said, I'm also from Birmingham. We didn't know each other while we lived there at all. Never knew who Davis was. Uh, Met him at Auburn University. We did a – competition team Auburn does some pretty cool things with their building science program so got to travel to Dallas and uh, from there we just became buddies and then uh, man what else about me I've been through transfer schools five times in five years Whoa. a lot of different yeah been to a lot of different schools um, and not it's not yeah there's reasons behind it <laughs> high schools college it's all kinds of stuff um, you can ask about it later and then, <laughs> and then uh, oh man, what else? That's a good question. I don't like talking about myself. Uh, oh, don't worry know, about that. We're gonna about, cut that part. That part's gonna get cut right out because <laughs> you're gonna have to talk about yourself. I got a newsflash for you, Walker. This is your interview. That's right. I got the big mic today, uh, baby. So you're gonna answer all of my questions. <laughs> We're gonna start with. Uh, I'll make it easy for you, Walker. Did you did you end up out of those five schools you went to? Birmingham, Alabama was the last one. Uh, Auburn. Auburn yeah, was so the last one. Auburn. Yeah, so Birmingham's where we grew up. Auburn uh, Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama is the school that I graduated from, which is the best school, if you ask me. I'm biased, but... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let us know in the comments if Walker is correct in saying that Auburn is the best school. If you went to a school that you at least partially enjoyed, we need to hear from you <laughs> because I'm not sure that we're going to let Auburn take that title on today's My- episode. Might not have the best football team, but they are the best school. But they got the best basketball team right now, so that's right. <laughs> I like he's got a little asterisk disclaimer 
that uh, it's still the best school, even though the football team's not the best. That's <laughs> all that matters in the SEC. You graduated last August, and uh, what are you doing now? Man, I'm working as an assistant project manager for the Haskell Company, and I'm working on a, a pretty cool site. So, I, you know, like I was talking to earlier in the beginning of the show, um, sorry, there's a dog right next to me that just walked up. Like so, I talked about earlier, the, in the, dog, the dog's the not on camera, but it is a dog-friendly show, Walker. So don't it's worry about dog, it. It's a dog-friendly show. It's I had a, a dog-friendly show me, uh, a second ago through the window. Not sure but, if it's a cat-friendly show yet, but it is, ah, it is dog-friendly. <laughs> dog, I like the dog-friendly show. He went and laid down again. No, so I work. I uh, work on a pretty cool site. It's about 600 acres. Uh, but about 300 of them have been cleared. It's a brand new manufacturing facility, about a million and a half square feet. Uh, so it's something that I never thought I'd be in. It's it's a really cool opportunity. I think it's the biggest project our company's ever had, which is also really cool to be a part of just right off the bat. Uh, and I'm very blessed to, to say that. But I got a really cool team, so I'm actually doing the process side of it, which, like I said earlier, again, it's, it's a whole different world. Uh, I've never done anything like it before. It's, it deals with very technical, mechanical-type stuff, so pumps and tanks and, and, and uh, piping and all kinds of stuff, cleaning, clean-in-place systems. You know, so pretty much... Everything that uh, manufactures anything food-wise, drink-wise especially, uh, uses a very similar process. Just sometimes has different equipment, different uh, flow patterns, or different ways that it goes. But overall, it's usually the similar, pretty similar equipment. Uh, and so kind of I get to learn how everything's made. It's like an episode of How It's Made, if you ever watched that show before. Uh, and I actually get to do it. So that's been it's been interesting. It's big big learning curve but having to work with three different teams because we're kind of like a a turnkey construction company i guess you could say so we do design engineering uh build the facility itself we do the packaging equipment we do the process equipment so we are you hire us and we'll get you out the door and get a working facility so it's it's really cool to see how everything meshes and i imagine at some point we're going to get some stories about how in the startup process there will be some uh some tasting possibly <laughs> The different parts yeah. of the plant. I don't know if you want to taste some of the stuff that comes out in the startup process, but <laughs> <laughs> there, there's probably some opportunities down the road. Yeah, maybe a little bit past the startup. Maybe like the <laughs> like the everything past the water trials. Yeah, everything's been running. Everything's passed, and then we do the tasting. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I mean, the office. So when you walk into my office, it's pretty cool because I got uh, all kinds of different products on the wall that we that we manufactured before. I mean, literally every mainstream product food wise beverage wise that you can think of we we have it on the wall and it's uh you, just throughout the office there's always snacks and i love snacks throughout the day if you get bored i just go and open up all the different cabinets i can find chips you can get some sort of like a i don't know you know fizzy drink like a uh, Lacroix or whatever man oh, it's so good it's so good <laughs> That's, Every time I just walk around, just you got, I know all the location. People come ask me, where are the snacks? I'm like, dude, I got you. Let me show you. I'll walk around. That is spectacular. Sounds like a job site that we need to go visit at some it point, is, Davis. Davis, how far is a uh, Walker site from your current location? Hmm, I don't know. For, by driving about nine hours, maybe he's in, oh. no, he's in South Carolina. It's even further. Than I'm in Atlanta right now, but yeah, and I, I'm in new Orleans. And so, um, down here with the Cajuns, learning a little bit about uh, Cajun food and, and Creole style. They have a lot of good food, too. As Walker just uh, told us about snacks, but you're making me hungry already. Yeah, is it, uh, is it too early to start throwing some bams around and as we right. spice things up in this episode? That's right, that's right. <laughs> I, I think uh, I got told by 
Tom Weather said, uh, don't say bam. It's not a New Orleans thing. I was like, it is. It is. It, you don't watch enough TV. The fact that you know to tell me not to say it means right, it's a thing. to keep you away from it. Exactly. He doesn't want you to know the secret. Doesn't want me to know. Doesn't want me to know. But that's that's great, man. So I'm going to turn it back to Davis. Now we've heard the Walker do a spectacular introduction. Thank you, Walker. It sounds like you went through a good college experience and you fall in love with the field side of things. What, uh, what was your first exposure to construction that kind of got you bit with the construction bug? Well, I wouldn't say I had a good college experience. I had, uh, I'd learn just as well as Walker did. Um, it took me about four or five tries to finally get into my college, but, um, you know, what got me into construction, man, I, I grew up going, uh, on mission trips in middle school and high school and just got to serve people and got to see what it was like to work with a group of people towards a common goal. I mean, I know that's really simplified, but really getting to grow up in the inner city of Chicago or downtown Atlanta or in Baltimore and put a roof on somebody over somebody's head or build an extended garage or take out the trash, whatever it was, like that team and camaraderie is what kind of drew me to it. Obviously, there's a little bit of faith-based with that too, but growing up playing sports and just being with a team, I'm all about a team. Um, I love people, and if I can make the team better and put myself below them i do it every day of the week i want people to know that it wasn't davis hambrick it was you know walker lot and davis hambrick lane foundation it wasn't just me it's never just me but um that kind of got me into construction because i love being outside i love using my hands i love talking to people and as that mission trip experience i didn't know exactly why i was in college what i wanted to do but as you kind of grow and life happens and you, you fail and pick yourself back up and keep growing I went back to that, and I thought about, you know, I'm going to get the opportunity to to get a degree from a great from a great college, like Walker said, but and get it from one of the best construction management programs in the nation. But also, after this, I'm going to get to get to graduate with a job, get to go work for for companies that get to impact our nation, and do some of the the, the best work that I could think of, and um, you know, falling in love with the field. For some people, you know, they just think about it. I mean, I, I'm probably different from most people like being out in the field usually if they graduate from construction management they're going to go be an estimator or be a vdc or go be in the pm's side but i love uh just getting ridiculed by the old guys that are in that are superintendents i love getting made fun of you know they probably think that i don't but i i love just who they are and i was taught at an early um part in my uh college life was davis if you go lead up you're going to lead up to these guys that have had a tough life that people came in and told them, you know, going back to that conflict, didn't, didn't treat them the right way. And so they're going to be really callous, but if you show them your heart, if you're willing to go work with them, if you lead up to them and in moments show them that over time you're willing to do the things the right way, they're going to start to change and mold and you're going to have a huge impact on their life. And so that's what I try to do. I, like it, it's so hard to think about going onto a job site today and think about, I'm going to go lead a 65 year old man. that's about to retire the next five years. Like you're not going to happen overnight, but you just slowly, you take bits and times and you show up daily and you work hard and you're always there and you have good qualities about you. And you get to that point in life where you get to know that I get to have a direct impact on someone else's life in construction, whether that be, the people in my in my job site or my office, but uh, or the GC or the subs, whatever it is. But man, you just have such an impact for people. I think in, in the field more so in the office. But again, I'm a little biased. I love the field, and that's just who I am. It's true, ladies and gentlemen. 
Davis uh, contacted me a while back on LinkedIn in like, I want to say it was less than three sentences. Now they were complete sentences. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a super <laughs> duper run on. It was a concise three sentences. And I knew right there and then like this guy actually cares. And so I, I immediately gave him my cell phone and we connected and we talked about my favorite subject podcasts. <laughs> we right. talked about right. Right. podcasts for a while. So that was awesome. I do have a follow up question for you, Davis, before I, I turn my attention and sights on Walker, who is defending Ooh. the greatest school of all time right now. And you were <laughs> trying to downplay it, but we're not going to let the right. audience forget that uh, shots have been fired. And so <laughs> Davis, what do you tell your family members what your job is? Do, do you, do you actually tell them your job yeah. and they look at you like, what is that? What's that mean? And then I'll tell you yeah. why I'm asking this question. <laughs> well, what I tell my family, I think back to how Brian Melcher uh, responded to us is you tell them a little bit and you see if their interest is peaked. Most of the time yeah. I tell people I'm out in the field and I already lose experience or lose uh, a little bit of attention then. But <laughs> Um, sometimes I go into, man, I heard a cats today or, you know, try to make it a little bit funnier and tell them stories. But, you know, nine times out of 10, when I tell my family what I'm doing, they lose interest uh, of what I'm doing. But whenever I talk about maybe the people, like going back to who I am, of getting to influence people, they love to hear about that, but they don't care. They care less about, you know, how to attach a stud and how to finish drywall. They don't care about that crap. So. Okay. That's why I was just, I'm just getting data right here, David. So thank you for that, uh, that data point. Yeah, I, I get about uh, halfway through what I do with my family, and and they're already they're lost. Falling asleep. <laughs> they're lost. Mm -hmm. I think somebody in my family actually calls them uh, lean lullabies. I tell these stories lean of continuous lullabies. improvement, and it puts a certain somebody right to bed. And we're just gonna we're not gonna name names so that uh, we can protect the guilty <laughs> <laughs> and save the innocent. So, right. Walker, I want to turn that same question on to you, um, and you can go in reverse order. I want to hear what do you tell your family about your job. Man, usually, you know, I've had my cousins and people ask, and and I, it, it like David said, depends on the interest level. It goes all the way from uh, I point to a building and be like, I make sure that building gets put out the way it's supposed to, you know. And that sometimes that satisfies people's curiosity. They're like, oh, cool. Uh, but then some, when they start asking, then you kind of open up a little bit. Uh, so really, I say from in my point of view, uh, we make sure and, and help manage the uh, subcontractors who actually do the work hands-on uh, and just keep everyone in line. We make sure they have all of their materials that they need, make sure the price stays in budget and uh, help satisfy the owner and get a finished product of what they want. And then again, usually that satisfies people's curiosity <laughs> unless Lovely. they want to go a little bit deeper. Um, Lovely. And then you probably have relatives. I'll just assume that uh, you've got younger relatives that ask you just point blank how much money do you make every year i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure no i you know i haven't got haven't gotten that question okay well you uh, haven't we're gonna get you some more family reunions that's gonna happen davis that's happened to you already right yeah it has yep it's happened to me too every time we get <laughs> together so walker i want to ask you what what got you so i mean once you had your your hero's journey just get it navigating the school system and ending with the, <laughs> sure. the greatest school ever what made you choose construction of all things to get into? Oh, man, that's a long story. Uh, so initially, I'll give a little backstory. I was pre-med, believe it or not. So I was going to be a doctor. Uh, my dad was a doctor. He's a chiropractor and a medical doctor. So he's got both degrees. 
Uh, and I thought I wanted to go that route. My family's medicine. My granddad was a pharmacist. My, and my cousins were nurses, uh, a lot of them. My, my aunt's a, got her doctorate, and she's a nurse, and all kinds of stuff. So that, that's kind of how my family's structured. And long story short, uh, my parents were in a pretty bad car wreck uh, a couple of years ago, and I transferred schools. That's one of my transfers. Came back down to Auburn, uh, and then I, I was kind of sitting there, and my parents were like, you know, you should really look into construction, look into the building science program. Uh, I never thought about it, honestly. I didn't, I didn't think about the building science program, but I said, man, that kind of sounds kind of cool, and I think the Lord really directed it that way. Uh, so I started looking at the curriculum, and I was like, this is sweet. I want to I wanna try it at least. Uh, you know, before that, when I was a kid, uh, my dad and I would build all kinds of stuff. We'd go out in the garage, and when we'd build things for the house, or we'd do things outside, and uh, not easy work, but hard work and fun work and i've always I always loved it you know one time we shoveled like 20 cubic yards of dirt into the backyard to fill in this new flower flower pit sort of thing with railroad ties that we made we live on a hill uh and so we built flower boxes for that and i just i remember that vividly for some reason when we had sand when we redid our house and and we were doing bricks and stuff we had sand in the driveway so i took the little tonka trucks and played with that so i don't i've always had it you know i've always really loved it i, I love carpentry I, I love building things and that's always been a, a passion of mine doing remodels for my friends and my family and parents house and all kinds of stuff but i never thought about making it a career until uh my parents were saying hey look into this. Uh, so the more I started diving into it and meeting people in the, in the industry, in the program like Davis and all of our professors that we've gotten the honor to, to know better. And I just, it, the more and more I fall in love with it all the time. And it's, it's an awesome, incredible industry. Uh, and it's a ton of fun to be in. You have the best people around for sure. Yeah, you are. That That's a great story. And, uh, keep a long story long. This is a long form podcast. <laughs> People can just hit pause and come back if it's too much right. for them. They'll, they'll, they'll stay right. with us. I want to follow up with both of you on the Lane Foundations podcast. It sounds like uh, both of you are taking a slightly different role at each of your companies. How has your work helped you with podcasting? Mm -hmm. And let's go to, we'll go to Davis first. We'll give Walker a chance to compose himself after he comes down from his glorious uh, time control playing. <sighs> <laughs> Man, that's a great question. Uh, I think it's helped me with, with people, and I think it's vice versa. I think podcasting has helped me at my job as well. But You could go all political on me and change the question. Go for it, Dan. I might do that. I Answer the question. That. You Ask the question with the question. Yeah. You'd be like, the right. question you should have asked me was, how has, right. my, how has podcasting <laughs> helped me at work? Well, the the thing is, I, I think it's trans. I can answer it both ways, and I will. So the field has helped me because I've directly seen how you build something. I, I've seen it. I've walked the floor. I can. I've done some of it. Um, you know, we're the GC, so we do self perform a little bit of it. But I've seen it, and I'm not. No offense, Walker, but I'm not sitting in office, and <laughs> I'm not getting out None maybe taken. an hour and a half or two hours a day. I'm out there with them every single day, and just the knowledge that I've taken over a year. Obviously, it may not be as high as I think it is, but man, I think I could—I really do think I could run a job. But I, obviously, you know, who knows if I could or not? I, only time will tell. But I mean, I think that so much of it, of just the basics of the inside, I think I've done really well this past year, and it's helped me understand um, what it takes to be in construction. And then also the podcasting side of it, of talking to people like you, Felipe, talking. 
the Jason Schroeder, the Miss Jen, Jennifer Lacey, the Adam Hoots, the um, you name it. Uh, the, our, our first guys, Nick Chaplow. It's just helped me with people. I'm able to have a conversation at such a deeper level yep. than I've ever had before. I mean, you can take it to my family life. You can take it to uh, what, what I do at church. You can take this anybody, any person I come in contact with. I mean, it's just grown me exponentially. And we, I think I said this last week with uh, Jesse Walker was talking about, you know, if you really want to get challenged and, and you're just w- looking for something, go start a podcast and just be willing to do it every week because you grow at an exponential rate. Because after that first year, me and Walker look back and go, holy cow, look how much we've grown for the good. You know, we've been pushed and been uncomfortable for a year, but, man, we've grown from it. But Walker won't tell you this, but he's a lot better at just showing up and talking to people. I'm not. I'm this really – introvert guy and so i've had to work my way out and you know i used to when i first started i'd have a great job i've I've just had like just notes everywhere but you know (laughs) as i get to it i just throw them away and just start talking and you know a year ago felipe that wouldn't have happened it would have happened at all i would have been so nervous to get on a podcast but now it just seems like it it's second nature it's true he was uh he beat walker on this show by at least four minutes he was ready to rock and uh (laughs) Walker interrupted our great conversation, so I did. I had my computer decided to die right before I <laughs> jumped on, so that's all good. You wanted to make sure we had that uh, Coca Cola filter. I wanted you guys to have that personal time. Coca Cola filter. I had that special <laughs> Atlanta Coca Cola filter on your camera. <laughs> so, so Walker, I want to turn that to you now. How I'm gonna let me just ask what I feel is going to be your answer and see if I'm right. How has podcasting helped you at work? Oh, good question. Good. Qu- I'm glad you asked. You know, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> let me defend myself. My uh, my scope of work has not started yet, so that is why I'm not out in the field. But <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, I, I. You know, David said a lot of it. He said it very well. But one thing really cool about podcasting is it, it does it forces you out of your comfort zone, but it also forces you to talk to people that you never would. And it forces you to have to talk to a lot of different people yeah, from a lot of different backgrounds yep. that have a lot of different thinking and a lot of different beliefs. And so by having to do that every week, you learn how to kind of work people into different things. And we're not great at it, but we're learning all the time. So you learn how to ask those questions. You learn what the few questions to ask in the beginning that kind of helps warm it up so you know which direction that they want to go in. Because people want to talk about what they want to talk about, what they're passionate about, what they enjoy talking about. And so when you can finally get to that point and when you can hit that, you can just cruise along because they're going to – you can just let them talk because they love it. That's what they want to talk about. Uh, and so bringing that to work, you know, you talk – at least I do. I, I'm on – I'm in, in meetings and on the phone all day long. And so because of that, you talk to a lot of different people. A lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different beliefs. And so you get to kind of take both of those and mesh them together. And it's fun now, honestly. I kind of play a game with it sometimes. One of my favorite things to do now is uh, whenever someone answers a phone, because every time you start, you pick up little things, right? Because what, what do all, most of us do when we say hey to someone or when we answer a phone? Hey, how are you? And you jump right into it, right? And what I loved saying, hey, how are you doing? And then stopping. And some, today I sat for like five or six seconds. Until someone responds, they're like, oh, uh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? <laughs> and, and so, you know, before, honestly, you kind of get a little nervous uh, of, like, having to have a conversation and talk to people if you don't do it all the time. And you're like, oh, what do they think of me? 
But now I, I think podcast has done a great job of taking that away to where it's, it's fun to play little games and, and make people stop and think for a second and uh, try to honestly let them have a better day because sometimes they don't ask what you're doing. Uh, so that's one way. Having to manage something is another way. You know, Davis does a really good job at it. And, uh, but just both of us having different roles and responsibilities and, and realizing that that's the same way with your job, but you just have to do it on your own now. And you have to do it for your own thing. And just how are you going to split it up? How are you going to divide your time? How are you going to spend it? And it's all very strategic and it's all very important. And so those two together, they're very you can compare them both to work and to podcasting very easily. Very easily. Well done. Perfect answers. Two different perspectives. I love, I want to ask a, a follow on for you, Walker. Uh, some of the technical parts of the show, uh, seems like it fallen to your, to your lap from my memory. If that's, uh, if that's correct, what's something, uh, technical that you really get excited to do at work that you find yourself volunteering for? Uh, technical wise for the show, I'd say, you know, Davis does a lot of the editing and all that. So I guess he gets some of the technical parts. Uh, but for me, work wise, I don't know. You can cut this out. No, I no, Davis, lost. just, we're going to wait again. six seconds, Davis. You're still, it's still your question, Walker. Okay. <laughs> I just want to turn the ta turn the tables on you. Have some fun with you, man. It's all good. Just any, anything technical. Ask that, ask that question again. Yeah. Is there anything technical at work that uh, you just like, you get into it and you just like lose track of time? Like you mentioned, you're, you're working on the process side for the yeah. first time. No, no, that's a good concrete. question. It just depends. Uh, it's been interesting to have to, it's very, uh, the, most of the engineers I work with are all either chemical engineers or, uh, there's some electrical engineers, uh, some, like I said, chemical, mechanical, uh, but a lot of stuff of what we do is, is chemical because it's formulas. It is, uh, having to do different ratios. It's different pump type stuff. And a lot, it's, it's kind of all together. Uh, and so what's really cool is uh, honestly what you do as, as a podcaster what we do as a podcaster is i get lost in asking people questions about about the technical aspects of it because one of the uh the pms um, uh the pm ahead of me uh he, he's very very good at it and he's done it before uh in a different types of roles He's worked for Bacardi Rum and, and all kinds of stuff. So he's been around that technical side of things, but in a PM side, in a PM role. Uh, and so asking him and asking the engineers, hey, sh tell me how this works. Like, I want to know what this does. And then just getting to listen to it. Because you hear things all the time, or you see things, or you see how it's made. Uh, and you're like, that looks really cool. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it does. But when you start asking these questions of, walk me through the process so now knowing how raw product gets from a truck a tanker all the way through a transfer panel then it goes through a pump through pipes to a tank then in the, then a whole nother process down the road of it's got to go through a blender it's got to get flavoring it's got to get carbonation uh something really cool is going to be i'm this is going to be nerding nerdy uh so there's something called sparging and blanketing I really like saying this. I don't really know why. I think it's really cool. So in a tank, right, you got product, like 
freshly made product almost. It's, it's not it's not gone in yet. It's not been carbonated and put into the can. You do that right before. Uh, but oxygen ruins a product. So if you have a, a liquid, they will sparge it. So they'll pump CO2 from the bottom of it, from the bottom of the tank. And the CO2 bubbles displace the oxygen. And so the oxygen now is going to be stuck at the top of the tank. So that will get back in the product. So they blanket it with CO2 as well. And so now all the oxygen is forced out of the tank. So the product just is in contact with CO2. So it keeps the product fresh. And then right when you put it into a can, they jack a ton of CO2 in it, which makes it fizzy. And they put a little bit of nitrogen between the top of the can and the product. So when you crack, crack it open, you get a little pop. A lot of times that's a little nitrogen in, in, into in the top of it. Uh, so that kind of stuff is things I get to learn every day. And, and people are probably like going to sleep now <laughs> listening to that. No way, uh, But that's really cool to me because I didn't learn all that in, in college. You know, I'd learn how to lay concrete, but now I get to learn kind of a different aspect of my job that I never thought would would be something I'd, I'd have to to look into more so do. Right. Walker, that was a perfect story. You took me down memory lane. My my unfortunately my saliva glands <laughs> turned on because I've yeah, toured you know what I was talking about. Yeah, I I've toured uh the bourbon barrels at a couple of different uh, distilleries uh overseas and uh the experience is incredible. And like oh, yeah. what you were talking about is it's super cool. Like if ladies and gentlemen, if you ever get a chance, whether you partake in adult beverages or not, I highly recommend taking a tour at least once in your life if it's in your in your neighborhood or in your possibility just to see something that human beings have been doing since there have been human beings. So just check it out. It's a very interesting, very art and science process. So thank you, Walker, for making me suspiciously thirsty. <laughs> What's in that? Uh, what's in that coffee? That's yeah, a great question. It is an after hours. <laughs> this is an after hours recording, ladies and gentlemen. So, who knows what's in this cup? Uh, my friend Brian, and my good friend Brian, he'll probably know and can guess what's in my cup. But outside of him, it's anybody's guess. I love it. So I want to go back to uh, to Davis. Davis surprised me. I mean, you, uh, this introverted person that you described, is not the person that I see. And not the person that I've been experiencing ever since I've known you, which is a good, uh, more than a good minute. So I want to ask you what in your job, and I've already heard that it's the field. When did you realize that you don't know everything and that conflict is good? Is there a story you can share where you had like, mm. was it one story or is it a series of unfortunate, unfortunate events? Uh, well, for me, my, my faith guides me. I think the Lord works in mysterious ways and he wanted to draw that introvert OCD guy out of me um, you know I've always loved people I mean if I get to meet you obviously I, I'm gonna be your best friend I'm gonna try to do whatever I can for you that's, that's just my personality but um, over time you know I, I say this because it's not like I just drastically failed and you know fell off the face of the earth but you know I was still I was making good grades but I started to see in college how okay Davis you can stay up and you can go uh, work your butt off at work and then come home and study and uh, just do everything your way. But you can also drive away, you know, your, your friends in the building science program. And I know there's a few of them that probably think that I did because I was just so focused on, you know, I had to go work um, 
because I didn't have I had to pay for my school and and pay for my housing and so I had to work so I did things a lot different than people and then also I had to go to school and so it was just a tough time that I realized that I just got to be OCD and do whatever I can and try to take all of us in and I started to see how I would push people away like my comments toward them it's a little too brash or a little too rough on them and so I didn't give enough grace and I wasn't given enough grace because of how I responded so over time Lord's work to me where I've learned how to, uh, to forgive myself but also forgive others and I know that at the end of the day I'd rather treat Walker Lott and Felipe better as a person than me just uh, if the only sense I get with them today is something that's negative out of my mouth uh, I would just rather do the the beginning part I would rather treat them like a human being and it'd be polite and it'd be something that I created at least a little bit of value or positive about them that's not may not be everybody that's just me um, but to answer your question there was no one experience I just think through college um, and, and failing and getting back up again and learning that failure is okay my aunt I know Walker's probably tired of hearing about her but my aunt has been a huge person in my life like I cannot um, I can't put her into words I really can't um, she has She's just awesome. taught me so much like she's done leadership she used to be a counselor and now she's a um has a business and but she just i mean taught me little lessons like davis give yourself room to fail i don't understand what that meant but she just kept telling me that over time and time again and then she told me davis go lead up to that like i was talking about go lead up to that superintendent go lead up you have the choice to lead up davis just show people grace like she just told me all these phrases and lots of me uh just i mean honest I, i'm a crier Felipe, so i ball my eyes out and her helping me get through it but she just worked on me and worked on me and just pursued me and taught me leadership lessons and taught me how to keep loving people and pursuing them. And I would say with God and her, I mean, it's just helped me. Obviously, I've had other people in my family, my, my fiance now, Walker, my friends. But if I really think back to it, she drew me out of being this introvert that was so nervous to go talk to people. I, I, I can't put into words, Felipe. I literally, a year and a half ago, I would not get on here with you. But I would want to do it. I would be so nervous. I would have had like 10 pages of notes of exactly what to say, how to say it, the, the cadence of it. And uh, now I'm, I have nothing. I literally have nothing. I'm just talking to you. And you can hear it yeah. in my voice. But it's just crazy how over a year uh, you can change so much. You have. And I did send uh, Davis and Walker questions that are just throwaway questions that I send all of my guests. And then I just flip the script on them as we go. I have, there's no paper in front of me at all. There's zero paper. I just, uh, I just kind of feel it and go with, uh, what I listen, what needs to come out. That's right. So just go with the conversation and go with the flow. That's right. Yeah. We're going, we're putting down, we have a good foundation now. That's right. You gotta lay a good foundation. <laughs> Got a right. good foundation. I do want to remind people that, uh, go to the show notes and by the time the show comes out, I will put a selfishly put a link to them interviewing me on their show and you can hear how I lit Walker up with sound effects <laughs> and oh, Davis was yeah, egging me on. So we had a great time. <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah. I told, uh, I told uh, Davis before there'll be no sound effects this time due to technical issues. <laughs> and sometimes oh, I was I know, sometimes where I, they were. Yeah. I get, uh, I get the stuff taken away. I do have like an analog. I have one analog bell with just the perfect expression for, for the two of you. There it is on camera. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great so that's uh that's for both of you right there love it <laughs> yeah the one the one good bell but i want to ask can... Sorry, go ahead man. davis 
I was like, can I ask you a question? You can. You can ask me two questions. That's your first one. What's your second okay. question? <laughs> My second question would be, so you're very gracious with your words and you're kind of talking about Walker and I, but what exactly is it that, you know, makes our show or something that you, you would like or you think people like-minded like you are that would like our show? Okay, the thing that, ladies and gentlemen, the thing that you want, what makes the Laying Foundations podcast for me, as a, and I would now have to consider myself Davis as crusty because I'm over 40 trips around the sun. I'm not going to start, <laughs> I'm not going to nail you down to the exact uh, how many times past 40 around, but it's it's quite a few. And I'd say that uh, your, your, your unique perspective and how the two of you have like actual curiosity, you're not jaded yet. And you're, you're both smart enough to know that people with a lot of experience can sometimes be uh, callous to use your words. They can be callous based on their experiences. And I've had, uh, I myself have had a lot of negative experiences in construction. If I look back and I look honestly back, it's probably 50, 50, like, horrible and great it's right. not like 90 10 or 80 20 i wish it was 80 20 i think in my memory with nostalgia it's probably like 80 20 but if i really look back hard and take everything into account it's probably 50 50 and so what i love about the lane foundations podcast is the two of you are just getting started in the industry and you said it at the beginning of the show like eight times let me take another I got to take another hit for all the times you said, I don't know what I don't know. I was going to play a drinking game with it. So I'm going to just, just do it now. <laughs> Every call. time these guys say, I don't know what I don't know. I'm going to take a hit right here. <laughs> or if I go. say it. Right. And so for people listening, it's a, when you have like real curiosity into what people do and you don't really know your guests that well, like you guys didn't, no, I don't know how well you knew me. I'm like I, I myself season three, have you listened to every one of my shows? I doubt it. Cause you're doing your own show every week. Right. So right. I think that, uh, being open and getting people to talk about themselves is crazy important. And like you said, like in the everyday construction and Walker talked about this, I don't know if it's going to make the final cut ladies and gentlemen, but Walker did have this great story about how he asks people how they're doing and he will wait uncomfortably. Oh, that's great. And it, it's something that uh, we don't do at work. A lot of times, and in my training, Davis, I've had a lot of training in agile project management and specifically construction scrum. My favorite thing to talk about, we are really intentional or especially with new teams to let people have space to talk and get to know each other before we just jump into the work. Right. And so I think the Laying Foundations podcast, number one, has a great name. Super easy to remember. <laughs> Super. Like my show, I don't know if you guys remember, Jesse Hernandez interviewed me on his show, and the clip that he chose to promote that show was him messing up the name of my podcast like four <laughs> or five times in a row. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> it was like, it's just so true to Jesse form. Yeah. But... Yep. Uh, I was like, awesome. dude, it's EBFC. Seriously. It's like, it's like, it's like, JC and I had recorded, I think by that time we had already recorded like 10 or 12 shows together. And we did a book study on the lean builder 
and I've mentioned the EBFC to him at least 15 times an episode. So he heard it over 150 times and still not as easy to remember as laying right. foundations. So tip my hat to you all. That's a, it's a great thing. You know, even now, but the experience I have and hearing the guests that you've had, some of the people you've had on the show, on your show are friends of mine. And I got to hear things about them that I didn't even know. So for me, it was just like a treat to get to know my friends better and to hear other parts of the industry. I think it's, the industry is so broad. Like when we say construction, I mean, people listening, you're going to think about those experiences you're having right now, but just like Walker got picked up from doing a lot of concrete and just typical commercial construction and going into heavy process piping, that's like right. night and day. It's right. the same industry, but it's so radically different. Like the fact that he said electrical engineers with an S, I mean, like on the everyday construction project, you can, you can start and finish an entire job in commercial construction and never utter the words electrical engineer. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how different, uh, the things are. So love that. Yeah. And I want to just, uh, I want to turn the tables back on you rightly. So Davis, and I'm going to give you the last word or the last phrase. The last word, the last and then word. I'm going to go to Walker with the same thing. So Walker, don't I, even think about it. it. You just diarrhea of the mouth when it's your turn, Davis. You're you're on deck first because you asked me a question. So you think you're getting the last phrase, but I might I might have a follow up. That's right. Well, you know I'm on this coming off of what you just said. This is what I'm thinking. Walker and I are on this track of trying to understand who people are in this industry. And we want to show from the Lane Foundation's podcast that there's more than one way in. There's not just this one way of a typical mom and dad thinking about their son digging a ditch. And that's the only way you get into construction. This, this industry is so wide and so far. And we want to show in each episode what this person did to get into construction and how their life has changed because of it. But also, hey, I'm giving you a direct picture of, uh, of what it looks like, what it takes to get into this industry. And... If you like this thing, go for it. If you don't, go to the next episode. Listen to what this title was. But Walker and I are starting to, to learn there's this huge part, and we talked about it, Felipe, is you know there's this negative connotation for some people in construction. And I want to know more about how can I phrase emotional intelligence to something that a construction tradesman would like. I know I think I've mentioned it to you before, but I'm just constantly thinking about how do I go teach someone in the in the field about emotional intelligence in a way that they understand like what's a phrase so if anybody uh has anything from the ebsc show please reach out to us i'm looking for a phrase <laughs> that takes away emotional <laughs> intelligence for construction but we're trying to find this because we believe that the tradesmen the people in our industry can create tremendous value if we learn to start working as a team thinking a little bit more than saying everything that comes to our mouth. And there, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I know Walker will admit it too. I, there's so many times in my life where I just got to put my foot in my mouth and I, and I spoke too much or I said something the wrong way. But, Every day. Um, you know, trying to figure out who people are and their path and how can we make it better, that's what we're all about. We just want to help inspire a new generation of builders to live a life of purpose. And that's what I'm passionate about every single day. Beautiful. And I was going to tell you, I don't know if you were like, uh, you hacked my cell phone or something, but I actually got a text message this morning from a friend of mine that, uh, again, I'm going to protect the guilty and not name names, 
But a friend of mine sent me a text message and the text message said something along the lines of, uh, there must've been some triggering event on uh, social media today because the text read, why the F are people talking about emotional intelligence? Don't they have enough intelligence to know if they connect with people or not? And I thought, I don't think you know who you're texting. Like, is this text <laughs> meant for me? Right. <laughs> I was like, you don't know me. You're like, hop on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I sent them back a whole bunch of emojis. <laughs> just <laughs> laughed. Irritate them. Right. Yeah. I, I got no response for a good two hours later. But, <laughs> uh, but I want to go to Walker now. Uh, Walker, I want to give you the last right. phrase. Uh, first of all, I have to give a shout out to both of our significant others because a lot of ideas come from them. I know my girlfriend came up with laying foundation and Grace has come up with quite a few. Walker, quite it's kind of funny. The, the best ideas have come from them. So what does the, that say the about The best this? ideas have come from both of our girlfriends slash fiancés. So I don't know if we can take much credit for anything. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, you know laying foundation. Like David said, it's it's about people, and we we truly love people. Um, one of my favorite things to do is is go back to Auburn, and and uh, we, I get uh, well, my company allows me to do the career fair. I actually get to do it, and it's coming up in February, uh, and I love it. I absolutely love doing it. Uh, I get to teach classes there as well, just connected with a few of the professors, and and uh, and one of the guys in my company he likes to do it too so we get to go together uh and it's it's one of my favorite things i do because it's it's getting to reach people teach people uh and then connect with people and just helping students who or just anyone not you don't even have to be a student you can be in your you know 30s or 40 years around the sun or whatever you are and just want to jump into a different career you know we just want to help people um and construction is a really cool way to do it because it is such a wide range you can be in law and construction all the way down to a welder, you know, to a superintendent, to lean, to you name it. I mean, you can literally do anything you want. Uh, that's what's really cool about it. But the one thing about construction, laying foundations, you name it, and I'm stealing, I, I'm stealing this from a guy on YouTube. I don't remember his name, so I hope he doesn't have it copyright, copyrighted. Uh, but he says his, your work is your sign, signature. You know, and so with construction, that's the only thing that you can really say that about, which is really cool. Because if you do a bad job, you're now represented as someone who does bad work. And so you can't really ever get that done. Davis and I have known companies that are known for that. You know, if you, they do a bad job once or twice, maybe three times, and now the only people only think they do a bad job. And you can't right. get past that. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, – unforgiving industry if you are not real and if you don't want to work hard and do the best you can in everything which is why we try to make laying foundations that way we try to do the best in everything we do uh try to help people any way we can and i like to think this is the real us and you can't really hide it after 50 plus episodes right. and, and so that's kind of how construction is people know when you're faking it uh and so you know We'll, we love people. We want to help. And so if anyone wants to reach out to us, contact at laying-foundations.com, and we'd be happy to help. Bam. Bam. Got the bell. Very special thanks to my guest. I'm Felipe Engineer Manriquez. The EBFC show is created by Felipe and produced by a passion to build easier and better. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everybody.
Let's go build.